When we hold on to grievance and pain from the past, we keep ourselves from being able to really move into our fullest expression of self. We need to practice forgiveness from the soul recovery perspective, dissipating the energy and releasing the past for good. If you're interested in this profound transformation, I invite you to join me in Colorado the weekend of June 8th and 9th to have an incredible experience with others on this same soul recovery journey. Two full days of immersion in the soul recovery process where you will indeed leave transformed. You will be able to truly let go of these old pains and step into a new way of being. Check out the show notes for a coupon code and how to register. Recently in my spiritual studies, I read the lines, seek not outside yourself for happiness and contentment. And it was such a powerful reminder of where so much of my suffering had been prior to soul recovery, that I wanted everything outside of me to be different. I wanted somebody else, something else, circumstances to be different, my husband to be different, my kids to be different, my life to be different, so that I could be okay, so I could feel okay. As I've done the soul recovery work, it is about learning to turn the attention to ourselves, to seek within, to turn within, and to connect with higher power, to connect with our own healing, to find happiness and contentment. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support the podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. I am Reverend Rachel Harrison, and I'm just so honored to have you here listening today, part of this amazing community. Welcome to Soul Recovery if you're new and if you're coming back. (sighs) My heart is full, to be honest, of thinking about how this community is growing and those of you that continue to come back and do this work on yourself and finding that inner peace, turning the attention within and allowing yourself to have healing and find peace and happiness in your life. I am blessed to be on this journey with you. As you know, I am not perfect. I haven't figured everything out. I am still on this soul recovery journey myself. 
but I've had such profound transformation in my life in the past five years. And that's how this all started anyway, was that something shifted in me, some level of perception changed in me when I decided that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Part of that in my story was I was a recovering from alcoholism. They don't call it alcoholism anymore, alcohol use disorder. I was drinking in a fashion that was killing me. But more than drinking in a fashion that was killing me, I was trying to escape from the deep heartache that was within me, the deep sadness and depression, the gripping anxiety and fear that was part of my every day life. And it's so interesting to think of how far I have come. And that is only from my own choosing and my own doing. It isn't because I was given some gift or somebody made me or forced me to do something. This was because I finally decided I was willing to change me. And so much of that comes from this part of us that we're seeking outside circumstances, outside people, outside issues, outside stuff to find happiness. There's a reading that I recently read that was titled, Seek Not Outside Yourself for Happiness and Contentment. And that just hit me so profoundly because that was the source of my suffering. That was the source of my suffering. And the truth is, this is a spiritual podcast. So there's teachings, spiritual teachings, Christian teachings, Buddhist teachings, whatever metaphysical teachings, and the teachings all point to this concept of suffering, sadness, fear, disappointment, all comes from the place of wanting something else to be different that we're looking out to the outside world to fill us up, to approve of us, to love us. And you've heard me say before that there are two fundamental beliefs that we generally have and our emptiness within us as human beings, one being that we are not worthy and the other one being that we are not lovable and what foundational untruths those are. And yet they are core belief systems that we all end up with one or the other or both from what is our life, our childhood, our experiences. And this is part of being human. So it's not a judgment. It is an awareness. And so this seek not outside yourself is such a profound statement to realize that part of that pain that comes from feeling that I am not worthy because others have demonstrated to me, others have said to me, life has showed up for me in a way that makes me feel like I am not worthy. I believe this thing about myself. And so then I'm going around finding evidence of it. And if we go around looking for evidence of these mistruths about ourselves, we will find it because we're actually attracting to us the people and the circumstances and the situations that are going to prove this to be true for us. And the interesting thing is our thoughts are so powerful. Our beliefs are so powerful 
that if we are not cautious, we are actually bringing to us only the evidence of what we are not worthy of, what we are not lovable of, and that we have these patterns that repeat and repeat and repeat until we decide that we want to see it differently. We want to live it differently. We want to be it differently. We want to see our own shortcomings and our own belief structures that come to us, that keep us from being able to live a life that is in integrity, is in honesty, that is in awareness, that lets go of the need for others to be different, for other things to look different, for it to feel different, for us to be okay. Seek not outside yourself. Do you enjoy listening to the podcast commercial free? I know I am so glad that at this point I can continue to do that for you. And one of the reasons why is because this is a self-supporting podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being part of the community. The way that you can help support this podcast and community is by going to the website and pressing the donate button, whatever feels right to you. Each donation makes such a big difference and really helps. The other way that supports the podcast but mostly is here to support you is to book coaching sessions with me. I can help you with spiritual coaching, with life coaching, whatever it is on your soul recovery journey that is going to help lead you to your best and truest and most fulfilling you. I want to help you release all that that no longer serves you, to let go of the past, to open up to new ways of being, releasing all those old patterns and discovering the truth of who you are. Go to the website and book a session. There is a discount code for your first session in the show notes. And I really love working with you on your soul recovery journey because together we can do the work that will recover your soul. Now back to the episode. You know, those five years ago when I came into this soul recovery journey and I was Back together with Rich, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that my husband and I separated for, we lived apart for a year. I decided I wanted to be divorced for about two or three months of that. And another two or three months prior to that was therapy of trying to figure out whether our marriage could work. I still know that that was an important part of our process, that we needed that time of separation to really look at who are we and what do we want out of this. But I wasn't healthy enough in my spiritual practice yet to still not be seeking outside of myself for happiness. That part of that entire process of us getting to the place where I left, standing out in a field, with having the same argument that we had been having for years and the same despair in my heart that we've been having and feeling like there was just no other options for me. And I finally got to a place that day where we were standing out behind our house as a path in the open space and we're standing next to this field and we've started yelling again and we've started this attack on each other that was this common theme. And it was always around the kids. It was always around what we each thought the other one should be doing or where we were falling short or what was going on. Or 
Really what we were doing is we were defending ourselves. Really what we were doing is we were defending the fact that we thought we were right. And even though I'd heard the term before, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? I was stuck on being right. And the interesting thing is there's no real truth to say that either one of us were right or wrong. We just we just saw it so differently. We felt it so differently. We were in it so differently. We were in pain. We were in pain. And it's making me cry. Because we were both in pain. Because our son was in so much pain. And he was struggling so hard. And I know so many of you are here because you're watching somebody in your life really struggle and be taken down by the demon that is addiction. And when I can look at it now, I can see these two parents, these two humans that fought constantly over how we wanted to control the situation and how we wanted to fix the situation. And we were both addicts ourselves. We weren't in a healed state for ourselves. We were expending so much energy being in control. And so we stood out there on this path. It was a Sunday. It was after we had actually gone to church together. I remember I felt like there was some healing or some connection in the service, and I reached over to put my hand on his lap so that he would hold my hand, and he wouldn't hold my hand. And just how hurtful that was to me. And so then when we went out into this walk to talk, which was just another opportunity to attack each other and to demand our sides and be hurt, want to be heard and have this place in our relationship that had gotten so far. I was seeking outside of myself for something that this human that I loved so much couldn't give me at that time. I was seeking outside of myself that my son could be okay, for me to be okay. I was seeking outside of myself that I needed the world to feel a certain way for me to feel a certain way. And it was really painful. And it was really, really tough. And so on that day, as we were out there in the field and we're fighting, I said, I can't do this anymore. I need a break. And he said, what do you mean? What kind of a break? What do you mean a break? And I said, we need a separation. And it was one of those moments that I can see was about surrender and was about letting go of control. Like I said, that experience of us wondering, is our marriage going to make it? What are we doing? Going to counseling started that work of turning the attention to myself. I wasn't quite ready to be happy instead of right. I was still so wounded. I was so sure that 
it was his fault, it was his doing that made me unhappy, that I was seeking outside of myself for somebody else to be a certain way for me to be able to be okay. And what ended up happening was I ended up moving to my mom's house with my son, Alex, the one that, that we were so worried about. And he ended up staying at our house with our other son. And it was a complicated, hard year. The truth is that even though that needed to happen, and I can see that all of this has just been part of our spiritual journey, of our human experience, of our life together, there is no such thing as perfect. And there is no such thing as perfect relationships, perfect families. Man, do we want to look like that from the outside. We want people to walk up to our nice home and they see how great everything is and how beautiful everything is. And, oh, you guys are like the greatest family and aren't you wonderful? Don't we all want that? But the truth is we're all just human beings. We're all just human beings working on our stuff. And there was so much dysfunction at that time that it had to change. There had to be something that broke it up. And it didn't get that much better from there. That when we separated, at the time of our separation, we had been sober. And we had had three and a half years of not drinking. I had been doing recovery, but mostly kind of as a side project instead of a deep dive because I was still seeking outside of myself for happiness. I was seeking outside of myself, not taking my spiritual journey and my inner work and my connection to higher power as my first priority. I wanted that, but I wanted everything else to change first. I wanted it all to be different. So in that year, it got much worse for my son. And on some level, it was helpful that I didn't have this daily barrage of my husband and I fighting about it for us to deal with it on our own terms and to let my son go through what he needed to go through. At the end of it, he was sent to residential rehab. And in that time, Rich and I had decided that we would give our marriage another try. And in our separation, we had both started drinking again, because I was sure he was the alcoholic and he didn't have me fussing at him to not drink. So why should he not drink? And what's interesting to me that I think about is when Alex went to that residential rehab, he went for six months, five or six months, and it was the happiest I'd seen him in his adolescence. And he grew and he changed, but we didn't because I had actually stopped doing the recovery that I was doing, and I had gone full force into, again, seeking outside of myself for my contentment and my happiness, and clutching onto that control of thinking that I have control of my family and my life, and I can fix it. I can make this better. I can fix Rich. I can make him better. I can fix it. I can do it. And if I fix everything out there, and if I make everything better, and if we become the perfect family and everything works out, then I can relax and I can be happy because it's outside of myself. I've got to take care of all this stuff outside of myself. It's not how that went. He came back from rehab. We weren't changed. 
we were rigid. We were not healed. We were sure that he was the problem. And he immediately relapsed and it went only downhill from there. And this poor kid, you know, this poor kid who was really trying to get out of his own pain. I'm drinking to get out of my pain. He's using to get out of his pain. And we're just perpetuating the disease of addiction within our family and the disease of dysfunction where people don't take responsibility for themselves, where we're seeking for everybody else to show up a certain way. And we're not taking responsibility for our own happiness and our own healing and doing our own work. We want everybody else to be different. And so this has been our journey. This is the truth of what happened in our family and in our lives. So I can get really caught up in judging myself and being self-critical and having resentments about my family members and mostly anger at myself for allowing it to be that heavy and that dark. And interestingly enough, because I've been doing this work, I don't think about those things very much anymore. So I think that's why emotionally it hits me so hard because I want to share it with you. Because you're not alone. And when we're in that depth of darkness... It can feel like there's no way out. It can feel like there's nothing positive on the other side. And the beauty is that we are always being held and guided by higher power. That even if it doesn't feel like it in those moments, we have to allow ourselves to see that Our way is available to us. The way is being made easy for us if we will open our eyes and step outside of this dark dream. And it's really like a dream. It really feels like when I was wanting everything on the outside to be a certain way, and when I was in control, and when I was demanding, and when I was wanting and grasping and suffering, it was like a nightmare. It was like a dream that you couldn't wake up from. And it was hard for me to really understand as I do this work that now that I've had this change of perception, now that I've had an awakening from this dream and stepped into a new way of being, a new way of living, a new way of living my life, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life, that those old times, that darkness is in the past and that I can let it go. That I really don't hold on to that. I don't have negative energy feelings. I don't have resentments. That I can look at this experience of my husband and I out in that field and I can have such deep compassion for two human beings that were suffering. And I can have deep compassion for my sons that were suffering. And that we can let go of guilt and shame around it and just see us as humans. And gratitude that somewhere along the line there was some level of grace some level of awareness that reminded me, seek not outside of yourself 
and I began to look within. And I stopped blaming, and I stopped obsessing, and I started the deep practice of soul recovery, of recovery from my addiction of alcohol. And I went to meetings, and I started reading books. I went to Al-Anon meetings and AA meetings, and I just absorbed as much healing as I could get, and I started to look within. And I started to let go of all of my anger and grievance that I had for everybody else in my life. And I started to see that I was responsible for my own choice of happiness. And I was actually responsible about whether I chose to allow the hurt or not, that I could choose to see it in a different way that I could choose to see that generally we're just proving that we are right. When the truth is, we are worthy. We are lovable. That when we can let go of these inner beliefs in ourselves, that are these foundational non-truths, we can quit trying to prove that this is how we're going to be right. I don't know why my son had to go through everything he went through. And the truth is, if we had been healthier and better, maybe it wouldn't have been so hard for him. Maybe it would have. I don't know. But today as a family, there is so much healing. There is so much ability for us to be present for each other, to not fight, to allow feelings to come up and to not stand in attack with each other to be curious, to be open, to be willing, to not seek outside of ourselves for happiness, but to look within. And part of that for me is, I still want to say us. Can you hear me still saying us? This is really about me. This is really about my journey. And part of that seeking not outside of myself is realizing that I have to let go of their experience, their journey, their pain, their choices. Because the healthier I get in myself, the more that I'm connected to higher power, the more that I feel that truth, that the love that we are all here to be is my number one priority, to be connected to higher power and to be responsible for my own emotional well-being that I will affect others in positive ways, but I'm not responsible for them. Seek not outside yourself. It's just small steps. It's small awarenesses. It's small shifts. Choosing to be happy instead of right. Until next time, namaste. how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. 
I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the Soul Recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website and get your Zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even Insight Timer. Yes, lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple Podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing however you listen to the podcast. We're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button, and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.